Hello mga listeners and welcome to Pakinggan Pilipinas. Ako si Elise Ponsalan, ang inyong host. Last April 2019, at the Performatura Festival, we celebrated the birth centennial of National Artist for Literature, Edith Lopez Tiempo. Si Dr. Tiempo ay isang poet, fiction writer, novelist at critic. Bilang isa sa mga pinakamahusay na manunulat sa Ingles, siya ay naging kauna-unahang Filipina na ginawara ng National Artist Award for Literature noong 1999. Edith Tiempo is known for founding and directing, along with her husband, Dr. Adelberto Tiempo, the Silliman National Writers' Workshop in Dumaguete City, where hundreds of young writers honed their skills under their guidance. To writers who came under her wing, she would say, Call me mom! And indeed, she was the mother of writers, this simple and humble woman who believed that every moment of life is a moment of writing. In this episode, you'll get to listen to excerpts from the event's live recording. First up, we have Dr. Noel Pingoy, a fellow of the 2006 National Writers Workshop. He's based in General Santos City and has a modest practice as an internist, hematologist, medical oncologist, and palliative care specialist. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you, Ma'am Elise. I was supposed to read the poem. Sabi ni Pat, hindi naman tayo poet, so bata tayo magbabasa. Kukwento na lang daw ako. I was a fellow in 2006. In 2005, I had the worst... Pra- uh, parang in 24 hours, I had 10 deaths. Sampu yung namatay na pasyente ko in, in 24 hours. So I needed something to get out of the of the medicine so someone said why not apply sa Dumaguete so i sent uh, my application natanggap ako i didn't know what a workshop is pumunta ako naka corbata may kompleto akala ko may lectures akala ko may quizzes so that i had to change bumili kami ng shorts sila patricia pumupunta naka bikini but for the first time, na realized ko ng sarap pala ng literature. After the workshop, pumabalik ako sa Dumaguete every summer. Pero in between the workshops, pumupunta ako Dumaguete para samahan si Ma'am Edith. Sa, kasi doktor ako. Check up niya sa, sa kanyang internist. So pagdating ko sa airport, susunduin ako, diretso ako sa Montemar. Doon ako nakatira. And then she would often ask me, uh, doon ako matulog sa tabi niya. So I, I, I think among the fellows sa batch namin, ako yung pinakamaraming time with Ma'am Edith because personal doctor niya ako kunyari. And the last visit I had in Dumaguete was, it was a painful three-hour dinner because that was actually the year before she died. And went kayo for 10 minutes mawawala siya and then you coax her to to eat it 3 hours yon. 
Uh, so, and I got to know many writers uh, because of Dumaguete. Supposedly, magbabasa ako, pero mag, ng tula, pero two paragraphs na lang. As a physician, I deal with cancer and diseases of the blood. I employ the facts and discoveries of medicine to improve lives, to treat diseases, and to ease the sufferings of my patients. My vocabulary consists of evidence-based data supported by well-designed clinical trials, and the usual endpoints are response rates, cause of death, disease-free survival, and many other technical terms. But Dumaguete, Mam Edith in particular, has taught me to look underneath the cold and sometimes distant facts of science. Dumaguete has gifted me with literature, with honest, brilliant writing about an appreciation for the kind and the noble, with faith, with the ability to channel my spiritual truths as touchstones for a moral and an eternally happy life. Ma'am Edith has taught me well the value of pursuit of happiness, happiness that is not merely personal or even tribal. It is a joy that transcends time, borders, beliefs, affiliations. The happiness that Dumaguete and Ma'am Edith taught me to pursue is the awareness for good relationships, harmonious antiphonies, reciprocities that empower individuals and society, responsibilities in which I am included, in which my participation is essential, and for which I am glad to be held accountable. I owe many things about my life to Ma'am Edith, especially pag dami na namang namamatay sa pasyente ko, but I realize that during the past five years, I'm looking to palliative care, uh, death and dying, because I think doctors should be more aware about our own mortality so that we can actually be more sensitive and more caring to our patients. And literature has taught me a lot of that. So thank you, Ma'am Edith. Thank you, writers. The next speaker is Patricia Evangelista, a Manila-based trauma journalist specializing in disaster, conflict, and development issues. Patricia is a multimedia and investigative reporter for Rappler, producing analysis pieces, short documentaries, and long-form narrative stories, among which is her award-winning Impunity series, An Investigation of the Jaguar. I'll just speak from here because I'm too short for speaking from there. Hello, um, my name is Pat Evangelista. In this room, I am a creative nonfictionist. Out there, I am fake news. I call myself a journalist. I did not call myself a journalist when I was in Dumaguete. I thought I was a travel writer. I was very wrong. I've been a journalist for more than a dozen years, and I have been since that summer that I sat on the second floor of the CAP building along Dumaguete pretending to be a writer. Now, Mom Edith taught me a number of things. She taught me to trim the fat and to kill the adverbs. Write in a sentence until it rang straight and true. She taught me that I showed my hand every time I wrote and that I could not publish any judgment of anyone else 
without putting myself up for judgment. She told me to be careful. Understand that I was young and that I was an idiot. I am no longer young. I am still an idiot. But the difference is that I am aware of it. And I thank Mom Edith for that. She told me that nonfiction was both content and articulation. She said there was a trick to it. Find the single truth. Find the thesis, the one argument across a thousand words. You fit it in a sentence, subject and verb, premise and conclusion. If it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't fit, if you don't agree with it, or if it wanders into a thicket of metaphor, you don't have a story. What, she kept asking, do you want to say? I'm grateful for that and for a master of language who took the time and spoke with kindness to a young writer who did not know what she was doing. Mostly she read my essays, she saw the narrowness and pretentiousness and the absolute lack of self-awareness and told me I had a long way to go. I still do. In the aftermath of Dumaguete, I stopped pretending to be a travel writer or any sort of poetic writer or a fictionist. I am a journalist. I kept looking for the one sentence. I found what I wanted to say in other people's stories. I'm a trauma journalist. I deal in death and disaster. The, image, the images, the content that mom kept speaking of are everywhere. In the tenor of the scream, in the blood on the doorknob, and the body on the ground. And the question is, what do I want to say? Then I remember Mom Edith. Find the sentence. Every image is a choice. You are accountable for every word, every sequence, every sentence, every comma. And where it goes to that single sentence, you have to ask, what do you stand for? My job is to see the best and the worst of people and to ask people to imagine what it is like, how it is to live in a town, for example, where it is normal to find a Jansport backpack by the side of the road and see a baby's corpse inside. Then you ask, what does it mean? The push and pull of journalism is the struggle to be balanced. We are truthful, not neutral. We report the facts, but we choose which facts. We bend the circumstance, but we choose the direction. Then we hold the line. I wonder often how mom would have looked at today's environment that we write in and how she would have written it. When she spoke of finding core ideas in poems, she said in a lecture, and I quote, one of the most pernsnickety is to use two core ideas instead of one. But I'm used to one idea. I'm used to seeking a single sentence. I'm still looking for that sentence. I'm no poet, and there is a thesis to this. There is a single sentence, but it's not mine. And these are not my words. They're lines from a poem written by Edith Tiempo, which I read often, as wisdom and as warning. No matter that I intend to be agreeable, in truth, I am unable always to agree. But I also find it disagreeable to go contrary. So what then? Ah, bahala na. It's easier to bend to considered circumstance or to fortuitous happenstance as they are. Be it peace, be it war, 
the better tack by far to commend and contend. Thank you very much. We end this episode with Alma Anona Scarpio, a fellow of the 1994 Silliman University National Writers Workshop. She is now the literary editor of the Philippines Graphic Magazine and has written an erotic novel titled How to Tame Your Tikbalang Without Even Trying, as well as a collection of short fiction titled Maligno Unbound. Later on, Alma will be reading Kindling, a poem by Edith Tiempo. She was accompanied by the Kahayag Dance Company, a community-based dance group from Dumaguete, who are active contributors to the Philippine dance tradition. You may not be able to see them dance in this podcast, but I assure you, they were breathtaking. Before we start the dance, I would like to say a few words about Mom Edith. Because when I went to Dumaguete in 1994, I was actually probably the most out-of-place workshopper, the most out-of-place fellow. I didn't fit with anyone. So Mom Edith would take me out for lunch. I didn't want to eat lunch with anyone. I was fine with eating lunch alone. And she just said, you have to learn how to get along with other people. You can't be a loner all your life. And I said, yes, I can be a loner all my life. I'm just waiting for Mom Ofi to get here. I was Ofi de Malanta's kid. It's a USD girl. And she said, well, it's a whole week before your Mom Ofi gets here. So you're eating lunch with someone, and that someone is me. Understand, it wasn't easy to break through my reserve. I didn't like people. But Mom Edith, Mom Edith was my people. And she gave me this book which she launched in Dumaguete at the end of her workshop. And even if it took her a few minutes to write four lines, she wrote this. Dear girl, you have a sensitivity you're not even aware of. But keep on. You'll catch it and capture it for keeps in your poems. Mommy Dith. Only Ophi had shown me this kind of kindness among the writers. I was that asshole little upstart, which is why I chose journalism. Hi, Pat. <laughs> and you know what? She was only one of two people who did see the poet in me and had to show it to me because I totally missed that sight. So I'll read you my favorite of all her poems. I've read all her poems because this was what resonated the most with me. A mother raising a child and saying, I won't see what you become, but I am the fuel to your fire. Kindling. Heat and light and blazing ray fuse the chemistry of waters and hone the sharp geometry of cliffs. Kinetic flurry in every breath, from pore and pulsing gill and lung in the red bud flaming open, and the amphibians thrash and splash, in the monkeys' bulging mandibles, in the manic human's laugh, seismic drummings in his loins. 
These are raging, rampaging spirits soon turned irascible old men and blown beasts, aptly environed around failed ironworks and dusty riverbeds and dried springs. Bleached boulders, old trees shrunk to their stripped twigs, prickling shrilly at the winds unraveling. Beside the swamps, the giant trees totter on their moldered roots, bowl, branch, and leaf shake in a grotesque caper, daring their death the hiatus of centuries in that stagnant ooze. The crash of their dark descent, magnificent! Sloughs swirl about their ruins, each rotted trunk a destined vessel, ordained to petrify and hold a brand, an ember, a jetting torch, some unborn generations, fire. Thank you. Thank you to Alma Anona Scarpio, Patricia Evangelista, Dr. Noel Pingoy, and the Kahayag Dance Company. I also want to thank Kate Aton Osillas and Carl Javier, who also spoke at the event. Unfortunately, we encountered some tech issues and we weren't able to get good audio at the beginning of the program. I'm really, really sorry about that. I'm still kicking myself about it. Maraming salamat kay Beverly Wikosi, Geraldine Villerin, at ang ating production staff at ang tech crew. If it's your first time listening here, did you know that you can listen to fiction by Filipino authors like Dean Alfar, Sarge Lacuesta, Yvette Tan, Ichi Batakan, and more on Spotify or iTunes? Tune in to Pakinggan Pilipinas and hear these stories read by volunteers. For more updates, follow us on Facebook at Pakinggan Pilipinas and on Twitter at Pakinggan Pinas. Thank you.